0: From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's time once again for the Rick's Rambles podcast for the week of May 15th, 2023. Let's get right into our Fun Facts of the Week. Fun Facts Yabba-dabba-doo, who remembers that phrase? That's right, this week's Fun Facts are all about the Flintstones. Number one, the Flintstones was not the original name for the series. Joe Barbera thought about calling the show the Gladstones and then decided on the name the Flagstones. And then somebody brought to his attention there was an existing comic strip called the Flagstones. So the Flintstones it was. Number two, Barney and Fred were drawn to resemble cave people. Earl Benedict was one of the Flintstones designers. He told Hogan's Alley that he sketched the characters to look like cave people wearing long beards with scraggly, unkempt hair and slightly distorted, hunched-over shapes. But the network executive said that would not fly on TV, so he gave them a much more modern look. Well, one of the iconic voice actors of the day was Alan Reed, and he's the one that invented that yabba-dabba-doo catchphrase. He voiced Fred and said the line off the cuff during a recording session. He said he took that line from a famous commercial, A Little Dabble Do Ya. Remember that? Brill cream. Well, there's a well-known rumor that the Flintstones were a parody of the Honeymooners. Well, it's true that Fred was based on Jackie Gleason's Honeymooners character, Ralph Cramden, but Joe made him different so people could not say, you just copied the Honeymooners and made them into a cartoon. But they did hire a former Honeymooners writer to write for the Flintstones. Well, the 60s were a much different time on TV, and product placement was king in the 1960s. One of the most often seen product placements in the early episodes of the Flintstones was cigarettes. The Flintstones helped sell cigarettes. In the 1960s, Winston Cigarettes sponsored the Flintstones. At the end of each episode, Fred and Barney would light up together. Number seven, Pebbles was originally supposed to be a boy. Joe Barbera told METV Legends the plan was for their child to be a boy until the Ideal Toy Company, the company that later would create Rubik's Cube and Betsy Wetsy, I don't remember Betsy Wetsy at all, changed his mind saying a girl was much more marketable. Well, perhaps the greatest voice actor of all time, Mel Blanc, he kept voicing Barney despite a horrible car accident. He's often called the man of a thousand voices, and one of those voices was Barney Rubble. And even following a devastating head-on car collision in 1961, he didn't let a 75-day hospital stay deter him. A recording studio was set up in the hospital while he recovered, and he continued to work on the show. Who remembers the Great Gazoo? the alien from the Flintstones. I had kind of forgotten that character until I started reading and researching for this week's podcast. Do you know who voiced the Great Gazoo? It was Harvey Corman of the Carol Burnett Show fame. The actor provided the voice of the superior and arrogant and elite Great Gazoo for 13 episodes. Corman was surprised at the popularity of this character and said on the Comic-Con circuit, he was not so famous for Carol Burnett, but for the voice of the Great Gazoo. There you have it a few fun facts this week about the Flintstones. As we prepare for our good news story for this week, I just want to make an observation. a Kind of a disturbing observation, actually. I have found out it is much easier to go viral on the internet with negative content rather than positive content. And sometimes it makes it difficult to try to remain positive on social media day in and day out. And sometimes, I will admit, I get a little grouchy. I get a little curmudgeonly, and I think, are there any good people left in this world? And then I stumble upon a story like this and it makes me realize there are. Christian Bowers has Down syndrome but he likes to do normal guy stuff like go bowling and playing video games. Making friends was never hard for the young man, who is now 24, until he finished school and found, as many people without Down syndrome do for that matter, it's not as easy and straightforward to maintain a social life after those school connections are gone. Bauer's mother, Donna, watched her son sink further and further into the dumps because he didn't have any friends to visit him. Eventually her put up a post on Facebook asking if any local guys near Rochester, Minnesota would be interested in coming to hang out with Christian for a couple of hours and that she was willing to pay somebody to do that. She's a nurse on the night shift. She put the post up at 4 a.m. before ending her workday and going to bed. When she woke up that afternoon, it had amassed 5,000 comments. I was freaking out. My hands were shaking. I was sweating. I was just looking for some local guys. I didn't want to invite, like, the entire world into our house. Her friends encouraged her to calm down and take a closer look at the comments, in which she found some parents offering suggestions and others volunteering to help. She eventually found seven fellows from Wentzville, Minnesota, who visit Christian once a week on a rotating schedule. Herder says her son now goes to sleep with a smile on his face and is excited about life in general and about the future as well. Friendships are important for people with Down syndrome and associations urge parents to plan for the eventuality of their child exiting school and and needing a more precise attitude towards socializing. Christian occasionally attends gatherings and groups of other special needs men and women his age, but he craves friendship with the rest of the population as well. I've never asked him, but I assume because it kinda just makes him feel normal Just for an hour or two. Hey, he says, somebody who doesn't have Down syndrome wants to hang out with me, and that's a big deal. One of those seven new friends, James Hastings, said he felt terrible that Herter had reached the point where she was trying to pay someone to visit her son. Hastings, who volunteers with other special needs folks, says hanging out with Christian for just a few hours a week to watch a movie or play video games, go bowling, or maybe a bike ride has changed the way that both he and Christian. Looks at the world. There are good people still left in the world. As always, I so appreciate you spending a few moments out of your day with me. Thanks for your support. Over the past couple of years, I've been doing the Rick's Rambles podcast. And the easiest way to support the podcast is just share it on your social media. Let folks know what you're listening to, that you're getting a little dose of good news and fun facts once a week on Mondays. If you'd like to support financially, there's a couple of ways you can do that. First of all, I've partnered with a company called Follow that sells wildlife tracking bracelets. And I love these things. I've got one. My wife has got a couple you can track a shark or a sea turtle or an elephant a brand new one is a giraffe and part of the proceeds do support the rick's rambles podcast there will be a link in the show description where you can purchase your own bracelet or you can buy me a cup of coffee and i will put a link there also as always you are appreciated Well, if you've been around me for any period of time, or if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you know that I am fascinated by one hit wonders. Those groups that have a massive hit and then just kind of fall off of the face of the earth, no matter how good that song might be. I saw a list on the internet on Watch Mojo about the most influential one-hit wonders of the 1970s and i thought i would share it with you today number one in the summertime by mungo jerry who can forget that song inspired by jug band music huge song. It was everywhere in the 1970s. One hit wonder. Edison Lighthouse, Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. That was 1970, and again, in the early 70s, that song was everywhere. The lead singer of Edison Lighthouse was Tony Burroughs, and he had five hits with five different bands. So, although Edison Lighthouse was a one-hit wonder, Tony Burroughs was far from it. Maybe I should do a segment on him. He had a fascinating career. Up next, Mississippi Queen by Mountain. I have absolutely no recollection of this song. Also from 1970, the rapper by the Jaggers. I loved this song. Ride, Captain, Ride on Your Mystery Ship by Blue's Image. This may be the most influential one-hit wonder of the 1970s, I think. Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. What an iconic song. Vehicle by the Ides of March. You know, the 1970s were the time of horn bands like Chicago and Earth, Wind, and Fire and Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And the Ides of March was just as good as any of them. Why they didn't make it bigger is far beyond me. Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight. I love that song. Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest. From 1973, Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel. Again, a band that was a one-hit wonder, but the singer may not have been. That was Jerry Rafferty. A fun, fun song. I love this song. Carl Douglas, 1974, Kung Fu Fighting. little random fact about this song. It was the B-side, not the A-side. And he recorded it in just 10 minutes because that's all the studio time he had left that he had paid for. Up next is a song that's called The Best or the Worst Earworm of All Time, Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. And we're going to round out the list. We're going to dip our toes into the Disco age, probably the first big disco hit, The Hustle by Van McCoy. And it's time for our special days for this week. Today, Monday the 15th, is National Chocolate Chip Day, and it's National Straw Hat Day. Tuesday the 16th is Biographer's Day, it's Dinosaur Day what's your favorite dinosaur? It's International Day of Light and it's Love a Tree Day as well as National Mimosa Day. Wednesday the 17th, National Cherry Cobbler Day, National Mushroom Hunting Day and it's National Walnut Day. Thursday the 18th is Brown Bag Thursday, it's International Museum Day and National Cheese Souffle Day. Friday the 19th is Endangered Species Day, it's NASCAR Day, and it's National Bike to Work Day. Saturday the 20th is International Red Sneakers Day, National Rescue Dog Day, and it's National River Cleanup Day. Sunday the 21st is International Tea Day, National Memo Day, and it's National Strawberries and Cream Day. That's going to wrap it up for the Rick's Rambles podcast for the week of May 15th, 2023. Hope you've enjoyed your stay. Please take a moment, share it on your social media, let folks know what you're listening to. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now. We'll make the world a better place.